Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. Hold on. <laughs> you can see us on YouTube. Which one am I going here? I noticed everybody was wearing a CHGO beanie today, so I quick made oh, yeah. an adjustment. How does it look on me? Does it look good? You got uh, it, yeah. I, I'm not got it. Is that, is that it? Like this? This is my first view of Luke with a beanie on. This is this there is, the it first. is. That's my usually, first. I Elijah could go shoveling if we good, had man. snow. I could shovel right after this. He's usually wearing the Travis Matthew hat, but here he is That's wearing right. a beanie. Wow! Wow! Like what a moment you, we're having right now. You know what the hard part is? Uh, is I can't quite hear as well with the beanie over my ears, so I have to I have to adjust a little bit. Right now, we look like the three of us could be the wet bandits going into somebody's house to. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, first of all, I know that Cody is supposed to be in Mexico. He's not in Mexico. So we're going to get him through this show. I got a couple of ideas to make him feel better. Uh, I First, I thought maybe we should call this a margarita Monday and we should just start drinking margaritas at like one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, then I thought that was too close to the whole the whole Cancun theme. And I was like, no, no, no margaritas. So I've got an idea. We'll we'll talk about players that we can't stand later uh, in the podcast. So that that always makes Cody feel good. Uh, um, anytime I can hate on something, yeah, it, it, it's nice. It makes right? me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I watched Aaron Rodgers last night. I was like, okay, that's a possible topic right there because this has been an enjoyable ten minutes watching him go off the field and shove the cameraman and all that stuff. Um, we'll talk about possible trade. Um, scenario coming up mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about pj higgins decision to leave the organization instead of going to iowa um i do want to touch briefly at the top i don't know about you guys about liam Hendricks. you know i so we're going to talk about players we don't like later in the podcast right but mostly we do it in all fun like i think we realized watch monday night fall was another reminder a week ago that you know these are human beings and it's easy to say things about guys that you don't like on a podcast or on the radio or on television or in an article. But, you know, this this is a Sox pitcher who I from what I can tell, mm-hmm. everybody seems to like Liam Hendricks, seems like a super nice guy. He announced over the weekend on social media that he has non Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's starting his cancer treatment this week. Uh, the Sox have said they won't have any update on him uh until at least opening day on on where his progress is i mean that's that's scary stuff i mean forget the baseball side of stuff where people were putting out trade scenarios for this guy he's fighting for his life that's that's uh that's terrifying and so we may be a cubs podcast but you know putting out well wishes for liam Hendricks because that's uh that's scary stuff yeah i mean uh, when I saw the news, I was like, just shocked. Um, yeah, that's really about all it was for me. I mean, you know, obviously we're not a White Sox podcast or anything like that, but you know, it just sucks anytime you hear an athlete, especially with his caliber. I mean, he's one of the better closers in the game. Like, not that it makes it easier if the guy isn't that good, but I mean, when you have the talent that he has and the type of person that he ha- that he is, that like the reputation that he has around the league, like. That sucks. I mean, it sucks for anyone when they get when something like this happens. But 
Um, it sucks even more whenever, you know, someone with that kind of talent is now going through this because potentially, you know, we may, we may never see him play again, you know, if, if things don't go well. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of one of those things that like you had to read a couple times before it really yeah. registered is it was like, just like Cody said, it was just a shock. It was like something that obviously you didn't expect to see on a Sunday, like evening for, I mean, you know, any day really, but Sunday evening, you're just sitting down getting ready to watch Aaron Rodgers lose to the Lions, And all of a sudden that news pops up and you're just shocked. Yeah. I mean, as again, as Cody said, it, it, he is one of the better pitchers in the game and it doesn't make it any less bad if he wasn't, but uh, this is like a high profile guy, especially a guy, you know, close to home because he's on the South side, even though he's not a Cubs pitcher, he's, he's very close to home uh, for a lot of people in the city. Um, he did you know a lot of uh, good things in this city and, and people that get to interact with him daily or, or maybe not even that consistently, but get to interact with him in some sense. Talk about how great of a person he is, how good of a guy he is. Um, and so to, to, you know, it's kind of one of those things that like bad things can't happen to good people. It's just, um, you know, a, a, a tough situation for a guy that, that doesn't frankly deserve it. Not that anyone does, but uh, a tough situation for a guy like Liam who does so many good things and, and is kind to the people he interacts with. I'm sure Vinny, if he were on the show right now, could tell us all about, um, you know, awesome interactions he's had with him uh, in the Sox clubhouse and stuff. So, um, you know, obviously from our end, wishing, you know, thoughts and prayers, wishing him and good luck on his treatment. I believe he starts the treatments today, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, want to see him, want to see him be healthy first, but definitely would like to see him continue his baseball career, which as we know, has been, has been very good so far on the South side. And in, in addition to being, like you said, Ryan, a great baseball player, uh, one of the best relievers in baseball, he's, he's been a great character too. He's been fun to listen to. Uh, he's been very good to the community. Uh, he's a thoughtful player. I think when he gets asked questions, he, he really digs deep um, further than most people are willing to go on a lot of stuff. And and then at the same time, he's the guy who will tell you about how he's obsessed with his Legos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember that story. So, yeah. um, a fun guy. It was fun. It's been fun to see him mic'd up some different times uh, for different broadcasts. But again, just uh, thinking about him, wishing him well, Liam Hendricks, Sox closer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and uh, hope to see him pitching again soon in the big leagues, but more importantly, uh, just hope to see that he gets healthy. Uh, you want to do the, you want to do the trade scenario that was kind of a hot topic on Twitter and discords and all those different places over the weekend. I know, I feel like we could do a possible trade scenario like every podcast or every other podcast. Um, and by the way, hello to everybody in the chat. Thanks for coming on uh, Monday afternoon at one twenty. If you're watching it live, I saw Barbara asking, are they going to talk about Cubs? A lot of places don't. Yes, we are. We, yes, Barbara, we we are the CHGO Cubs podcast. We do a podcast every day, so occasionally we, we venture off into other nonsense. Um, but, yeah, 99% of the time we are strictly talking Cubs baseball. Um, I've never <laughs> seen Barbara in the chat, though, so welcome. Hit that yeah, subscribe welcome. button. Uh, and if you can't get enough – Cubs content like this is the place to be Monday through Friday at 120 until the season where then it's pre and post. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Except for off days, right? When off days we're back here, uh I don't know what time we'll be doing it off you know, off days 
during the regular season. But we'll find out. Um, so anyways, I was thinking we could do some different trade scenarios for guys around the league. Um, we've had some in and rundowns for shows and never really gotten to it. But a hot one is, is Brian Reynolds from the Pirates because he's he's an all-star outfielder who has requested a trade from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, famous for giving up on guys, young, good players, and then shipping them away. Um, we talked last week about, hey, could the Cubs find their Aramis Ramirez, right? Like a good young player that another – franchise is just like no we're not going to pay him and so we're going to give him away i don't think that's going to be the scenario with brian reynolds um but what was what was his deal he was offered uh i wrote it down here. six for 75 is what the pirates offered him like a year ago and he was like no he wants like eight 168 he's good he's, he's a really good player i don't know what and the key is he's under con team control for three more years now that is that means you're going to give up more for him, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, there's people in the chat who are go like arguing or discussing, as we, I guess we could say, on if it's a good idea or not. And I would say that it's absolutely a great idea. But yeah, you're gonna have to give up a lot. Um, right. He's young, so I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think you have to give up a, so much to where you deplete your entire farm, though. Like it's not like you're. It's not like a trade for like a Juan Soto or something like that. He's a he's a very very good player, and he and he is a he plays a position that the Cubs. I mean, I guess they don't have the need now, and I don't even know if they'll have the need later because we just don't know what PCA will turn out to be. But you know, they got a center fielder. They could play him corner outfield, whatever. I don't you know I don't know. Like we don't know what we're gonna get out of Bellinger, right? So. As far as offense, though, he'd be great. He's he, we've he's been a Cubs killer the last few years. Of it, every time the Cubs play the Pirates, he's the one guy, Luke, that we'd always be like, okay, here, this guy, this guy's a problem, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he. I personally don't think the Pirates are going to end up trading him, even though that report that came out a while ago, you know, said that he requested a trade. I don't think the Pirates are going to do it. I think they'll find a way to get things done because I think they're an up and coming team. You know, they got him, they got mm -hmm. O'Neal Cruz, who is just I think is gonna be one of the one of the better young players in the league. Um, and Key Brian Hayes is also you know a very good baseball player too. Obviously, they need to figure out some other things, but they've actually done decent, they've made decent moves this offseason. They they spent more money for the first time in like five years, five or six years. In the free agency, right. so to me, like it's pointing like they're 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 not they're trying to not be at the bottom of the league next year, or else they're not signing a guy like Carlos Santana or whatever. You know what I mean? So the only way I see them trading them is if like that relationship just is is broken, um, and you know it takes a lot for a team to trade in divisions. So uh, yeah. again, though, I I'd love it, but I just don't see the Pirates doing it. Yeah, I mean they have a lot of leverage just considering Brian Reynolds doesn't hit free agency for three more years. Like they got, they got a lot of team control left. So they have really all the leverage in that situation. Like, I, I I remember seeing that Brian Reynolds had requested a trade or I believe that's what I saw a, a little while back. Um, but the pirates don't seem very keen on trading him. Like you said, Cody, they, they are kind of an up and coming team. Like as much as the pirates kind of after that 2015 and just kind of sunk right back to the bottom, be kind of 
you know, for black, for lack of a better word, became the laughing stock of the division again. They have good players. They're kind of coming out. They got the first round, the first overall pick in next year's draft. Uh, you know, they had the first overall pick a couple years back. Um, so they're they're putting together pieces, and Brian Reynolds is obviously a has been a big part of that one. Um, you know, and out in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, unless someone blows them out of the water for Brian Reynolds, I don't see them trading him right now. Or you know, again, three more years they have to potentially deal him if they want to. So. Um, they, they seem keen on just kind of keeping them around, building what they with what they have, uh, and then letting the cards kind of fall how they may. And, you know, maybe they, if, if they're a better team, if they're a more improved team, uh, Brian Reynolds may decide that he may take a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a discount to play with those guys and play in Pittsburgh. Like it seems like from, from what Luke said and from what I read that they're very, very, very far apart in, in, uh, contract extension talks and, and what, each team sees as the right value or each side sees as the right value for them. Um, who knows? Maybe they meet closer to the middle if the Pirates actually start competing and becoming a better team and a place he wants to play. Yeah, I mean, he's only 27 years old. That's what makes it so intriguing. And I know um, a lot of people will say, and I've, I've seen it in the chat already, they'll never trade him within division. the division. I don't think that's true. If the package is so overwhelming from a team in the division, they'll do it. I mean – if you want to go back far enough, Aramis Ramirez was within the division. But mm-hmm. does it happen? Yes. Does it happen more than the other way? No. More likely they would like to keep him out of their division. But Brian G is saying he would give up PCA or Brennan Davis for Reynolds. That's an that's an interesting that's an interesting conversation starter, right? Like mm-hmm. would you give up a, a one of your highly rated prospects, your your one or your two position player prospect for a guy that's 27 and an all-star. And and I'm not worried about the part of, well, there's no spot on, on the roster cur- currently because you have Bellinger in center, you have Happen left, and you have Suzuki in right. The fact is, if you went and got Brian Reynolds, you could figure out the outfield. You could make Bellinger your first baseman. You could make one of them your DH. You could alternate who's your DH. The DH changes that completely. So – and, and Bellinger might be here for literally the first three months of the season. Like if he, if he yeah. plays well, there's a possibility he's just a few months and traded. So don't worry about where he would play. Do you want a 27 year old all-star who hits uh, 27 home runs, 2.9 war last year, a switch hitter. Do you want him enough with the control and, or, you know, p- potentially giving him the deal that he wants for one of your two top prospects. Yeah. I say prospects are prospects. If he was 32, I would say no. And you may regret seeing one of those guys play out in Pittsburgh for the next, for the future. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, he's a very solid baseball player. It's, it's like, I don't know if this is an apples to apples comparison. He feels like the Dansby Swanson of the outfield to me, like a guy that other teams don't want to see, you know, he's a little more offensive minded, but. Yeah. I, mean, when I, I would do, but I don't think, I don't think they would take an, a guy who's coming off a back injury for him right now. Yeah. I mean, I, he's a great player, uh, obviously an all-star. Um, and when I look at it, he, he was awful in center field last year, defensively. Like that, there's no doubt about it. Looking at the numbers, he just wasn't very negative 14 defensive run saved. I think it was, I think it was negative seven outs above average. Like it just wasn't 
good. <laughs> like, um, so it, it feels like he's going to end up having to be a corner outfielder, um, which would mean that center field just isn't the spot that he's at. And then, so I guess just to play devil's advocate, it's like, why not just resign Ian Happ then? Ian Happ is a gold glove in left field. Ian Happ's coming off an all-star season. And, you know, the Cubs seem to believe that the changes he made over the last year plus were legitimate and, and isn't just a, a, a flash in the pan kind of season. Like, he he worked on his defense. He worked on, you know, fixing himself at the plate. He's a switch hitter as well. Uh, so it just feels like you already have kind of one of those guys in-house right now who likes Chicago, who, who you know likes Chicago and wants to be here long-term. Why not just re-sign him? Who knows? Like Brian Reynolds' value may be higher in the long run than Ian Happ. You get you get two, three years down the line, and then you see, holy crap! Like Brian Reynolds' contract is going to be higher than what it would have been if the Cubs had just given Ian Happ, you know, three years three years prior. I think I think if you're in that situation, you may be better off just extending Ian Happ because Brian Reynolds has a little bit more of a track record. I'd say maybe another year or two of of high production. Um, and if he adds on to that two or three more years through his arbitration, I mean, he's he's probably going to be a very sought-after outfielder on the market who, at that point, his value, again, like I said, may be higher, probably will be higher than what Ian Happ would command right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it definitely, Cody, like, uh, I would think of it as an alternative. Like, if they go through arbitration here this week and they think to themselves, we're not going to be able to sign Ian Happ beyond this after the season – then you would look at this as, like you're talking about, a plan B for Ian Happ. But again, I, I still think you could have them both on the same team with the DH. It just depends yeah. on how much you'd have to give up. I Would I give up, you know, what you were talking about? You're not going to give up Juan Soto type stuff. I, no. I don't think you're totally depleting the farm system for this guy. Mm-hmm. But if you are, then obviously you pass on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd trade Davis or PCA for the guy. Mm. Just because, like... Like, yeah, I kind of agree with the chat a little bit with, you know, the comparison to Ian Happ. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to trade for a guy. I'm not going to trade my top two prospects for another version of Ian Happ. And he might be, he might turn out better than Ian Happ five years down the line. Who knows? But at this moment right now, I mean, him him and Ian Happ are very similar. I don't know if he's a switch hitter, but I do know that he, he is. Has yeah. yeah. Is he? Is he a switch hitter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, Again, I'd love to have him on the Cubs. He bring he has a great approach. He like he 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 is one of the top names uh, when pitchers go through their scouting report when they play the Pirates. Like he he is right up there. Like there's no no doubt about that. But considering where the Cubs sit right now with their outfield prospects, and considering where the team stands, I mean. I think you can argue that if they did make a trade like that, you're still not really moving the needle, especially like with Hap being in a walk year. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe, maybe it moves the, the needle a little bit because you're, you definitely are making the offense better, but what are you giving up? How much of the future is, is I guess in question now. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to overvalue prospects. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I wouldn't trade it anything like anything big for the guy and i'm not sitting here saying that we trade low a guys for 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 him or anything like that but you know we're talking about p crow armstrong and brennan davis like i don't know what brennan davis's value is so if you did throw him in there i I, i'm sure you'd have to give up more pca like like 
maybe you give up less, but giving up a guy of that caliber that, you know, we've seen that has the potential to be a top 25 prospect by the end of next year. Like, I, I don't think that's like out of the, out of the question. Again, I, I give up PCA for, for like a bona fide superstar, but we're talking about Brian. Man, Soto. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. <laughs> It's guys, Monday, man. Guys, we do have something of a precedent for what a, a Brian Reynolds trade might cost the Cubs, and that is okay. what yeah, uh, what they asked the Seattle Mariners for for when the Mariners asked about him. They wanted Julio Rodriguez, who was still a prospect at the time. Yeah, he's a top ten prospect in the game. That's a pretty high asking price, and the Cubs obviously don't have a one guy that could meet that that type of asking price. So it had to be multiple guys, and for me, that's just too big of a an ask. Yeah, at that point, you're starting with P. Crow Armstrong, right? That's your closest right. to a yeah. top 10 prospect, and then you kind of go from there. Because he, I think he ended up, like, number 30 on MLB Pipeline's top 100 or right around there, maybe, like, 32 or something like that. So he's not even a top 10 prospect. So you're starting there, and then you have to add more. I like Brian Reynolds as a player. I really do. Um, I just – I mean, I don't see that as a trade the Cubs make. Um, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's like you kind of have a guy who may not have the ceiling that Brian Reynolds has, but he also has a really high floor in Ian Happ. Uh, at least it's kind of what he proved this past year that he has a high floor. Um, it just feels more like the Cubs. To me, the Cubs may w- would probably rather go in a direction of re-signing Ian Happ than trading for Brian Reynolds, even though there's definitely still a chance they don't re-sign Ian Happ at all. So uh, I guess you know, that, that, that just feels more like a scenario that would happen. I guess we'll just have to see. I, I agree that it's unrealistic. It's probably got a very, very tiny chance of, of even coming close to happening, but it's fun to talk about. Do you think it would have been, do you think it would be more likely that the Cubs would be involved in something like this if Canario and Davis weren't hurt as opposed to being hurt? You know, you know what I mean? Like if you had a known quantity or would have been less likely because the Cubs would have been closer to having very inexpensive outfielders. And then they could spend money in other spots if they wanted to the following off season or at the trade deadline. I honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. I do think the injuries stop the Cubs from making some trades, but trades for other outfielders that I'm not sure about, you know, like I I feel like it was a different position. If you're talking about a pitcher, I think the Cubs are less likely to acquire somebody, a, a pitcher this offseason because of those trades. But outfielder for outfielder, that I'm not sure about. Yeah, and it does. Like we, we talked about it when the, you know, the Canario injury happened, that kind of just piled on, obviously, mm-hmm. Brennan Davis. And then you have a Miguel Amaya dealing with, uh, I think he had a list Frank fracture in his foot uh, that, that didn't let him play in the, AF, in the Arizona Fall League. You know, Braylon Marquez having all his, his issues. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of injury, bad luck to top prospects, but specifically for Brennan Davis and and Alexander Canario. Like those were two guys who very highly thought of in the system, um, but also in a position where the Cubs have a lot of good depth in, in their minor leagues. Um, especially, you know, not even to mention the fact that they already have a starting right fielder for the next four years and say a Suzuki. Um, you know, current starting left fielder right now and half that may be extended. So um, it's just they were those two are, are 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 highly thought of prospects in a position of of great depth for this organization. So those two could have been theoretically dangled around in, in uh, trade talks for 
really high profile major league players for teams that are looking to, you know, get rid of contracts or, or looking to retool or rebuild or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, a high, a, a very good, like number one pitcher could have, you know, a, a trade package could have been involving Brendan Davis or Canar and or Alexander Canario, something like that. Right. Uh, so like you said, Luke, both those guys getting hurt really affected the way the Cubs went about potentially trading for, for guys instead of having to be all in on the free agent market this year, just because two of their top trade chips were kind of became huge question marks at the end of the season. When, when teams like if, if Brennan Davis and Canario had finished the season healthy and performing teams would very much likely had been more, you know, they would have been more likely to want those guys in trades or, or, you know, definitely see what the, what they could get out of the Cubs as far as, prospects in trade packages now you kind of you, you you hurt the the value of your system you hurt the value of what you could potentially trade to other teams just because two of your top guys uh are, are huge question marks after that after the 2022 season it sucks like it, it, it's just a bad position for those uh two guys to be in um well for the cubs to be in and for those two guys obviously and you don't want prospects to be getting hurt um but that it puts the cubs in a tougher position as far as making trades when they have you know, their number two prospect and Canario was somewhere else in the top 10. I don't remember off the top of my head, uh, but two guys that could have been dangled around in packages, uh, just really not able to do that anymore. Agreed. Um, so I think we all kind of agree it's not happening. Um, it's debatable whether or not they should be doing it. Uh, I, I, after all of our discussion, I will land on the side of you might as well resign Ian Happ all-star gold glover similar player probably less money than reynolds and you don't more importantly you're not giving up the prospects if you want to dabble into the whole thing where they have both of them i just don't think it's super realistic because they're very similar players uh, you know what if you had if you did have half and you did have reynolds and you did have saya and you did have bellinger you ryan you would need some serious shady rays out there because of all the star factor that you would have in the cubs outfield yeah, no, I mean, it would be like their their futures are so bright that I have to wear shades kind That's of thing, right. yeah. you know? Even uh, at night game. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and the best way to, you know, help with that would be if I had my shady rays on me. I don't I don't know where I left them right now, but oh, I got I got a, I got a pair around me right here. Um, but, yeah, shady rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. And then even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand and putting on my head. Seems oh, just as good are. as any expensive pair that I have ever Ooh. worn. Shady Rays like customers that. seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. 
Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I mean, if you're not watching YouTube right now, the vibes that we're putting out, folks, you don't, you just yeah, don't get this on another podcast. No. Everybody's got the, the beanie on. Ryan, I believe, even has the hoodie on, and he's oh, yeah. got the Shady Rays. You don't, you just don't get this anywhere. So soak it in, folks. Enjoy it. And our next partner is a product I use literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it since about March. I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy, but it is super healthy, and it has a mild tropical taste that I look forward to in the morning. So here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients they have supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Zing, there I go. Zing. It's great for those of you that have put out New Year's resolutions. Start with a great base of AG1. Lifestyle friendly too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. And it's an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one little scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you need. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for those of you going to Mexico. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. That cut too close to for uh, Cody. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Cody's supposed to be on vacation in Mexico. I the idiots over at the yeah, the idiots at the how did that go? She cried again. Um, yeah, well, I expected that. Yeah, well, understandable. What I was getting at is I dropped her off, but on the way, she was like, You're probably gonna need sunglasses on your way back because I dropped her off at like 7 30 this morning, so the sunrise was coming up. Yeah, from mm -hmm. the lake, right? Yeah, I was like, Oh, dang, I forgot my shady oh, rays. Oh man, I can't forget I thought you were those. gonna send her with some shady rays to Mexico. I mean, should have Cody, the passport debacle is so unbelievable that Saturday they actually reached out and were like, Oh, we saw it. That's yeah. like, that's that's the kick in the pants, right? That's like, Hey, you yeah. were close, but uh, <laughs> we just thought we'd let you know we heard about your disaster and uh. <laughs> It's like the Cubs playing and trying to win baseball games. Oh, you get close sometimes, and then they kick you in the nuts. Like, and that's basically that's basically how that process went. So, by the uh, way, Michael Colada says uh, he he lived to be seventy one because of AG one. See, there it is. There's the positivity that we expect out of Michael Colada every single day. Uh, <laughs> that we expect. Uh, okay, so we're here to cheer up, Cody. And I thought, well, there's a couple ways we can do it. We're going to get to, in this segment, players we love to loathe, okay? Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I do want to, another thing we've seen a lot in the chats, the Trevor Bauer stuff. Unsigned, <laughs> Dodgers cut ties, here's your $32 million, go away. We want to win a World Series. You're a good pitcher, but we don't want you. Yeah. Do you think Trevor Bauer, number one, will go unsigned? 
And the additional question, I guess, in the other order would be, do you have any interest as the Cubs? I can answer that. Zero interest as a Cubs fan for Trevor Bauer. Do you think he'll go unsigned? Um, I... I, I think some team is going to sign him and uh, whether that's the right thing or not, I'll let y'all yell about that in the chat. But um, the guy is, I mean, he's a, you know, when he's on the field, he's a number one starter. I mean, he won the Cy Young in the Mickey Mouse year. He was great with the Dodgers before this whole scandal thing happened. You know, he was on the, he's, he's had, he's got a long trend of being very good. Right. Uh, except in the 2016 World Series where he couldn't pitch because of a drone. Never forget. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he gets signed, and I, I lean that I don't want the Cubs to deal with that distraction. I, 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 that's, that's, I don't, I don't want to get, like, too deep into it because clearly there's, like, people who want him, and, and then there's clearly people who don't want him, and it's for, like, you know, a very, very, like, very serious reasons. And, like, I get it. So, like, I don't want to offend people who disagree or whatever. But to me, I lean that I don't just because it's just a distraction that, like, the Cubs don't need. And also, like, even before the scandal, it's not like he was, you know, beloved in other locker rooms and stuff. We've heard yeah. that around the league. Um, you know, I like, there's, like, before this whole scandal, like, he was doing this whole thing on YouTube with, like, trying to – quote unquote grow the game but it's like i don't know man he was super cringe and i know as as a content creator myself like you gotta kind of be cringe just because like you're putting yourself out there but it's not like he was he's ever been a player that like people like look up to and like are or, or like want to watch baseball because oh trevor bauer is pitching you know what i mean like that's just kind of like my two cents with it so like i think not only is it a distraction because of everything that's happened over the last couple years, but yeah. he's also just like, I just don't think he's a good dude in general. Like that's yeah. just where I'm at. Yeah. With it. yeah. I mean, it just out like, off the field stuff, like outside of baseball kind of stuff, off, you know, aside, I mean, just, if you look at the fact that I'm looking at it from like the Cubs point of view and what the clubhouse culture that Jed Hoyer and David Ross and all of them are trying to build and just Trevor Bauer, you know, his baggage aside, just the, the some of the things you hear about him, like he's not. It's not like he's a great clubhouse presence or a great mentor or any of that kind of stuff. So if you're looking at it strictly from a baseball perspective, it just doesn't feel like the kind of move for you know the kind of move the Cubs would make to bring Trevor Bauer into the clubhouse and and potentially you know mess up what they've been trying to build as far as culture goes, right? Um, I mean, the, the added baggage just makes it like a very big no for me. Uh, you know, how I was off the field, the allegations, all the sexual abuse allegations, whatever um, you want to talk about. Uh, it just it just makes it a big no for me. But just looking at it from the Cubs perspective, it doesn't feel like a move um, the Cubs would make as far as what they want that clubhouse culture to look like and what they want it to be. Um, and it's been really good these past couple of years, since, you know, since the trades and and, um, you know, trying to rebuild things in a different image. I mean, they've brought in really good veteran uh, guys to to help build that culture a lot of the young players are, are have been very good for that kind of culture and it's all try, they're all trying to build it to this winning culture uh but in in a positive way right they want guys that care about each other guys that care about um watching others succeed and, and, and watching the team as a whole be great um and trevor bowers doesn't strike me as the guy the kind of move they'd make 
as far as them still trying to because it's not there that, like, that culture is definitely not where they, the, the end goal and so as far as they're still trying to build it and to bring in trevor bauer just doesn't feel like a move i could see the cubs making no, Galvin 316 with a great comment. The Swanson interview drew people to tears. Imagine crapping all over that by bringing in Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you do not, first of all, 0% chance the Cubs are interested. You do not want that guy in your clubhouse to be the example for the young pitchers that you've just built up in your farm system. You want him to be teaching the young guys coming up like this is the way you do it? No shot. Like, no shot at all. Like, I, w- I wouldn't touch him, and I, I'll be honest with you. I do think talent and winning drives teams to do very foolish things. And in this case, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think he's going to pitch again. I think teams oh. are going to back off because it's – I think they know enough information about the guy that they're not going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. That's what I, I, think. I think that he will pitch again. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not this season. Yeah. Uh, maybe teams decide that, that he's not worth the the bad PR and bad publicity, whatever. This season, I think he'll pitch again. I think he'll get a shot eventually. Like as to you know, we get further away from the allegations and further away from his suspension and, and people. Not that people should forget, but people will. Um, that someone's going to give him a chance. You know, Deshaun Watson got a chance with, with the Browns and got a crazy fat extension before he even played a down of football again. Like yeah, also teams, crazy. Yeah. Te- teams that want to win uh, will, will take risks like that. Um, and the, the, there, to me, there will be a team, maybe, maybe not this year. Um, I could see it happening this year, but I could also see it not. Um, but there's going to be a team that will, that will sign him to pay. He, he's never going to get the kind of contract he would have gotten had this stuff not happened. Right. Yeah. Um, cause he was on trajectory to getting, becoming one of the highest paid pitchers in baseball. He's not going to get that. So if a team out there can get him for, you know, like the veteran minimum or even something close to that, there will be a team that gives him that shot. Just you know, the team that wants to win, honestly, a team that wants to win, will give him that shot. And as much I, as that kind of sucks to say, I, I could see that happening. I will say that it's very telling that the Dodgers are going to eat all this money. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat all this money. And pay him to potentially play for play for another team. Like, I think it's very telling considering it's that's the organization. Like, I, you know, I just think that it's 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 a move that if a team does it, they are one pitcher away or something like that. Like, the Cubs are they have a lot of issues, man. As far as like a, a, a team that's ready to win the World Series and like you know, Aroldis Chapman. That was, you know, if we want to, if we want to talk about Pat, the past, right? Like everyone's talking about Addison Russell in the chat. Obviously, there were pros and cons with Aroldis Chapman when it, it, with the PR standpoint of it, right? The Cubs in 2016 were a closer away from being a true World Series contender. And as much as like the what his reputation was and everything, to me, like I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and say that, like the that. That a team like that, a team that's one pitcher aware, shouldn't do it. I mean, I more on a moral side, yeah, I don't want them to do it, but we've seen it before and we've seen our own team do it. So, like, that's why I think some team will do it because they're, I mean, I, I don't know who. And I, 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 you know, but I'm just saying, like, we've seen those type those types of things happen. And, and hell, the, the Cubs gave away pl- players to get at Chapman, right? And 
you know, and, and, and ass and Russell, that that's a situation where in my opinion, you know, the Cubs played it off as if like they were trying to help him and help it like his now ex-wife and everything like that. And you can agree with how that was dealt with or not. Me, to me personally, I think I think they held on to him way too long. I, th- I think they should have cut ties, but that's just me. I, I not everyone agrees with me on on that. I'm sure, but at the end of the day, all of it, especially with Aston Russell, was such a distraction that to me, you can argue put the team back, especially at the end of 2018 and and in definitely the beginning of 2019. So, um, you know, the, the Chapman thing is a lot different because the Cubs did end up winning with him. Um, but again, the Cubs are not in that situation right now. Like they, they're not one piece away from being a real world series contender. So yeah, I don't, that's why I don't want the Cubs in on it, but there's going to be something like the Yankees would not surprise me. They don't care. In my opinion, I don't think the Yankees care. <laughs> we'll see. I, that's why I would say, uh, for me, I have 0.0% interest mm-hmm. in him and he's become one of the players I now loathe in baseball. So as we watched the NFL last night to watch Aaron Rodgers go off the field and Mike Tirico uh, painting this, you know, gorgeous picture of this great guy and riding off into the sunset. Is this the last time? And you can kind of see him tearing up. He's almost looking around for people to hug on the field and, a cameraman tries to get in his face doing his job walking backwards on the broadcast. He shoves him, kind of gets him out of the way. Um, for me, Aaron Rodgers is the player. Again, going back to what we said about Liam Hendricks, I'm not wishing bad health. I'm not wishing bad things in his life. As, a, as an athlete and as a fan watching sports, he is the player I loathe more than anybody in the history of my sports fandom. Okay. John Starks was that guy. Bill Lambeer before that was that guy. Um, I didn't loathe Reggie Miller when he was playing, playing against the bulls and giving him grief because something about Reggie Miller, even though I didn't like him, I respected that he was good. And I, and I could tell that it was just because he was on the other team. Aaron Rodgers is a lunatic. Okay. And, and none of his teammates seemed to like him. And so when I watched him go off the field, I thought, look at all this moping. Remember I said my, my son has the pout pout book. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a kaleidoscope of mope. That's who he is. And so when the Detroit Lions trolled him on their TikTok after the game, I don't know. Steven, do we have that? If you're watching on YouTube, you have to see this. It's amazing. So they good. went back and kept the receipts on everything that Aaron Rodgers had said, let's, let's play it. You can watch it on, if you haven't, you're don't watching on YouTube and you're listening to this podcast later, make sure you go back and watch the YouTube feed. All three opponents over 500. How do you like your chances though? Well, one of them's at 500 right now. Yeah. We'll see where we're at at the end of the season. And the last two at home, <laughs> that'll be winnable. Our record's pretty damn good uh, with me starting. Thankfully, we got a great, uh, you know, Foot guy in town. Winning in? We're not even going to talk about the other scenario because we're winning. Look, no disrespect, but I don't think they really stopped this. I had a piece about it. I had a piece about all of it. Whatever was supposed to happen, I was surrendered to that reality. Can't lose a game like that against that team, though. So that's going to hurt for a while. I'll try and watch, you know, what I say uh, a little, a little better moving forward.
<laughs> so good. The whole eight and nine thing. My season was made by – for me, it was a, a great Bears season. They got the number one pick. They think they found their quarterback. Hopefully they are thinking that. And the Packers didn't make the playoffs. And it could be the end, Aaron Rodgers. So Love it. who else do you loathe? I mean, I, I know, I know, this, Cody, you could, do a, you could do a Yachty Molina here for the next 30 minutes. But is there anybody that ranks – like, does Yachty rank higher than Aaron Rodgers? I just don't see how it's possible, especially after the whole I own you thing. I mean, I just, I, God, Yachty's hurt me more than, than Aaron Rodgers has over the course of time. Oh, he really no. has. He really has. And, and not even really on the baseball field, but just like his presence. This is just his face pisses me off. Um, but I mean, I can go back and forth during football season. I, I definitely Aaron Rodgers moves ahead of Yachty Molina. Um, but yeah, no, I I would say Yachty and, and Aaron Rodgers one A one B, and they flip flop every now and then. Grayson Allen has really made his way towards. Oh the yeah, top. he's up there. Yeah, he's the yeah. new, he's the new NBA guy. That guy. I cannot stand him. I couldn't stand him when he was in college at Duke. Yeah, I hated him in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a Duke hater, but I hated him at Duke. I'm a Duke hater. I am a Duke hater. <laughs> I'm very much so a Duke hater. I'm not. I'm not oh. a Duke hater. I'm not a Duke fan, but I'm not a Duke hater. But he was constantly tripping guys, and it was blatant that he was trying to trip players on the court. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say um, one of those guys could be like Bill Lane Beer if you go back. I wasn't around yeah. for Bill Lane Beer, but he's definitely up there for for Chicago people. But um, as far as Cubs fans go, like AJ Przinsky was on the mm. south side of town. Like he he's he's big up there for for Cubs fans Dude. for sure. AJ Brzezinski, he's way up there for me just because of how Fox uses him sometimes. Because, and I remember this specifically 2021, second half of the year, White Sox, or no, not White Sox. Um, the Cubs were playing on Saturday on like on Fox, so on national television, and they weren't playing the White Sox. And they had AJ Brzezinski, and I want to say either Joe Buck or someone else who was like, I, I want to say it was Buck and Przinsky. I want to say it was that. And it was a Saturday, you know, you know, a, a national game uh, in like August, September. Why the Cubs were on national television at that time, whatever, uh, especially in the second half. They could have played the hell. They could have they changed it, but they didn't. And like, I was so like mind blown at the fact that they put this crew for a Cubs home game on national television. Again, I th- I want to say it was Buck and it was Joe Buck and AJ Brzezinski. And everyone knows that Joe Buck's a St. Louis guy, and everyone knows that AJ Brzezinski played for the White Sox. Why would you do that? Oh my God! Yeah, no. I, and I don't like hate AJ Brzezinski. Like he was a great player, but it was just sometimes like Fox will do that, and it's just like, what are, what are we doing here? What are we? Doing? Uh, it's kind of, it kind of it kind of gave me that vibe of like when like in 03 when they had Bernie Max in the seventh inning stretch. It's like rest in peace, Bernie Max. Awesome, awesome person, uh, Chicagoan, but he was a Sox fan. <laughs> it's yeah. like. It's like, what are you, what are you doing here? Um, AJ does have that. AJ does have that kind of smirk and uh, I don't know, aura around him a little bit of Rogers, but Rogers has that just holier than thou. I think I'm so smart more than any athlete I've ever like. I didn't like Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers with his whole I, I've been, you know, I I was embraced the love of all my relatives and I've, I've envisioned that we're going to come back. So how did, how did that vision of coming back and making the playoffs and winning playoff mm-hmm. games, how did that turn out for you, Aaron? Yeah. Stuff it. 
That's Aaron what I Rogers, Aaron Rodgers moved way up the list for me, honestly, after the like over the last couple years because he was so good and the Bears were so bad over the course of the last decade where it's just at a point, it got to a point for me where it's like kind of like how I feel about LeBron now, where yeah. um, you just got to respect the greats as, as much as they beat up on your team. But Aaron Rodgers has fully embraced being the heel the last two years. Yeah. And like now I actually loathe the guy for more than just beating up on the Bears. There's a lot that I don't like about Aaron Rodgers. Tony LaRusso's um, one too. Tony LaRusso, yeah, yeah. when when he, you know, I Cubs fans, oh, I did. Every time I saw Tony LaRusso's face, I was angry. Yeah, no, it was funny yesterday. Uh, right, right when the the Seahawks beat the Rams and ended the Lions playoff hopes, I tweeted out, mm-hmm. "Ending the Packers season is basically as good as winning the Super Bowl. At least the Lions still have that shot tonight." Um, and some Packers fan found it and and, and tweeted at me. Um, the Packers living in your head for the last 30 years. Like I'm sure he meant living in your head rent free for the last 30 years. I just said, no, I'm only 26, but yes, like you're very <laughs> much right. Like they guess Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre lived in my head. Like Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback really since I started caring about football, like really caring about football, like 07, 08 ish has been, so it's been pretty much Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, he very much lives in my head rent free for his yeah. entire career and the entirety of my football liking life and um i'd like to see aaron Rodgers lose as much as more than any other athlete in the history of sports i like to see aaron Rodgers lose yeah as far as baseball other baseball players like i can't believe i haven't mentioned or i haven't mentioned christian yelich yet like oh my god oh yeah yeah yeah, ryan braun i live not you know i'm all about vibes everyone knows i'm all about vibes and i like hanging out in left field but man do i love hanging out in left field when the brewers come to town for obvious reasons and i have to tell christian yelich that he is a fraud every time he comes to wrigley because he is so yeah he's he's probably number four number three number four up there him and grayson allen they got both punchable face one one looks like pete davidson whatever i don't know but Yelich is probably number one for you for baseball now, with right? With Yachty out. Yeah, with Yachty finally and gone. And the Pujols yeah. retirement is... tour is over. Mm-hmm. LaRusse yeah. is not around anymore. I would guess that Yelich is now your – Braun isn't in – like, Yelich is number one for you now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some Cardinals player that emerges. He, he will. I don't know who it will be. It won't be Arenado or Goldschmidt. Oh, I, just I just hope I just it's not that. Wilson Contreras. No, nah, it won't be Wilson Contreras unless he really like unless he like starts a brawl at Wrigley or something one day. Yeah. Um, but no, it won't be Arenado or Goldschmidt. I just hate the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Um, it'll probably be someone like like Lars Newtbar or I don't know, just like some random dude with blonde hair with curls or whatever that looks like he sucks at baseball, but then always beats the Cubs. So like Harrison Bader. Like, like he, he's on my list, too. He doesn't even play for the Cardinals anymore. I still don't like Harrison Bader. Uh, All right, let's end this uh, angry segment with some positive news. Uh, ESPN reporting that DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital. So we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Hard to believe the spectrum of events that have happened in one week. It was a week ago, guys, that his heart stopped on the football field from the collision with, with uh, Higgins. And now then it stopped again in the hospital and literally any sports fan in the country was thinking about this guy. I, I don't remember what the GoFundMe raised, but I mean, it was, 
it was terrifying. You know, I, I mentioned it in, in the same breath as Liam Hendricks, but this was literally yeah. his heart stopped and he was dead twice in one day. Uh, they stopped the NFL game. The fact that a week later he has been released from the hospital. Wow. Stunning. Hats off, hats off to everybody that worked on him, all the medical staff. You know, this is one of the times where you can look at the NFL and the precautions they have in place for everything you can say about the injuries, the concussions, and all the things people are angry about. They got this one right, and they deserve credit for getting it right because they saved his life along with the people at that mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, like this is—it's amazing. And then you know, when you when you think of like modern medicine and, and things that happen now, and just a guy who's literally died on the field. And I think he may have like his heart may have stopped beating in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, if I'm not mistaken. Like. This yeah, in the ambulance that, or at the hospital, one of the two. I know it stopped and, again. Yeah, and like you said, like a week later, he's he's being discharged from the hospital. Is it's it's nothing short of amazing. Um, and obviously, you wish him well in recovery um, because he probably still has a long way to go. Um, if he ever steps on a football field, there's definitely a long road to get there. Um, so you wish him, you keep wishing him well. Um, but in the same breath, as like like Liam Hendricks, like you you hear when these high profile athletes or even any athlete or whoever it is. Um, it doesn't have to be an athlete. It could be someone that uh, we don't know, someone that you, Luke knows personally, or I know personally, whoever it is, you always, for me, at least you're always thinking about people that you don't, may not have a connection with. And you hear this kind of news because, um, you know, it, it, a lot of these things are, are, are tough situations and tough roads to overcome. Um, so you're always rooting for people, but, um, it's great news for DeMar Hamlin. And we mentioned Liam Hendricks at the beginning of the show. Like you hope that road to recovery goes, um, swiftly as well, uh, because, uh, it's just, you know, that is the way you feel about people, people that um, especially like two guys that, you know, are very good people. Um, you hope that things just go smoothly and, and as smoothly as they can coming off of, you know, very, very tough situations. Yeah, I saw the picture of him in the hospital this morning on social media. And it looked like his parents were next to him. I thought, wow, you know, there's no there's no breathing to be sitting there just with a baseball hat on, I thought, wow, what amazing progress. And then to have it that he's been released from the hospital is just, it's fantastic news. Um, We're going to, we got one more quick short segment coming up, but I do want to tell you about the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC, commercial equipment for the kitchen or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually lasting about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers get a report detailing their energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation includes an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can email businessee at comed.com and request an assessment online or on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment guys we were just talking about uh aaron Rodgers and how uh you know they missed the playoffs um <laughs> and l- let me tell you 
Slamming Lions plus five and a half on DraftKings yesterday. Just it just hit me a little differently. Uh and I did that on DraftKings, my favorite app. I roll over and open it up every day and I place whatever bets I want. You know, I had a great college basketball slate on Saturday. Uh we had NFL yesterday, I had a little college basketball yesterday too. Uh, and we got the national championship tonight. Um, but this weekend the NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's that easy. Really, it's really that easy. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So, for example, I love, love the Giants and the Buccaneers this weekend, the two dogs. You got the Giants versus the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a bunch of frauds. And then you got Tom Brady as an underdog going up against the Dallas Cowboys, who haven't done jack shit in the playoffs since the 90s. Hammer Tom Brady. Hammer the Giants, and uh, you know if, if I'm completely wrong here, you'll get your money back. You know, on one of them. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that. There you go. There's your DraftKings pick of the week, Luke. Um, I hit the Lions money line yesterday. Oh, oh really? Plus two twenty. I like that. I like that. Running through a wall uh, for Dan Campbell this morning. There you go. I, I I actually respect it. I wish I had the the, the Cahudos to do that. Anyway, uh, oh, by the now, way, I see in the chat of people debating whether or not. Uh, the Bears, when the last time they had the number one pick, it was 47. It was actor Mark Harmon's father was the last mm. time the Bears had the number yeah. one pick. And before they had the number one pick twice in the 40s. That's the only two times. This is the third time they've had it. Wow. Uh, I don't believe Butkus was number one overall. No, he was. I, I just looked it rounders. up. Butkus I just looked up. First rounders, but not the over one overall. 65. So 40, Butkus was three and 41? Sayers was four. 40, 41, 1941, 1947, I think, are the two years. So this is first time in our lifetimes. Anyway. And even Kalata's lifetime, maybe. <laughs> awesome. That's Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, that know. was an unnecessary shot, Kalata. Unnecessary. <laughs> anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can get can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description. I also really love the Chargers on Saturday against the Jags. So that not as much value on that, but I do like the Chargers. No Trevor Lawrence. Not a Trevor Lawrence fan. They've no, been I, like, run. I, I wow. like Trevor Lawrence. I just think that, you know, they went up against the third string for the Titans last night. Like I know they're playing well right now, but I you know, I, I just think the Chargers are better team it's like a one like the spreads like one one and a half like we'll i'll see. take just lost to the broncos yeah yeah just lost to the Broncos. we'll see 49ers lost to the bears and the broncos that's unbelievable i uh, really do i really do like the giants the most though i think the giants beat the vikings on on uh, this weekend daniel jones uh, as an yeah. underdog his like he his against the spread record as an underdog especially a road underdog it, it's hit at like an 80% clip, which I know you guys don't know what I mean by that, but it, I'm just, I'm just telling you that's, that's the lock of the week. Our chat is the best, by the way, <laughs> fam guy, 218, 
uh, wishing Collada well, hoping he's been doing well since his father's passing. Uh, love to see our chat getting along and uh, looking out for each other. Um, so PJ Higgins was sent to Iowa, right? Like he cleared waivers, but has decided he'd rather be a free agent than take the outright assignment to Iowa. Are you surprised by that? I know they also signed um, they signed a guy from the Rockies organization to go to Iowa. So when I saw that, I thought to myself, they must think Higgins is not coming back, right? Or at least there's a potential for that. And sure enough, he's he's not coming back. What was your favorite moment in the uh, P.J. Higgins era, and are you surprised? Uh, my favorite moment was when he took the torch from Taylor Davis. Um, I guess I'm a little surprised just because uh, I don't know, like, it just it just seemed like there to me it just seemed like he wasn't going anywhere but i guess it makes sense in terms of what the cubs are going to have at catcher and you know you mentioned the guy that they just added from the rockies so yeah i don't know kuda uh you know well wishes to him he was i mean yeah he was a classic you know 4a catcher that or a versatile player i mean he played a little third play a little first too but they mainly use him as a catcher um you know, he was, he was, he was fine. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, it, we'll talk about him in five years and be like, remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, Pete, he was like you mentioned Cody, just kind of a, you know, backup catcher. Um. And at, at the point where the Cubs had Barnhart, they had Jan Gomes, they still have faith in Miguel Amaya. And then they just signed Dom Nunez to a minor league deal. Like they have the depth. And I'm sure they would have liked to have held on to PJ Higgins, uh, you know, obviously off the 40 man, but stayed in the system um, because of his, you know, versatility. He, he he didn't come, I believe he transitioned to a catcher in the minor leagues, a full-time catcher. So, um, but you did see him play first. I, I believe he played third base at, at points this past season. Um, so he has that ability. So I'm sure the Cubs would have liked to keep him in the system, um, but he's probably a guy that's going to, he'll get a shot somewhere. I think uh, as far as maybe a backup third string, uh, catcher role like he was this past season. Um, but I mean, you know, it was, it was a good story. You know, he had that first call up in 21, um, you know, got hurt, ended up, I think it was, he ended up having Tommy John surgery um, and then kind of came back, found his way back to the big leagues and, you know, was up for pretty much whenever he came up this past season, never really, I don't think he ever went back down. So uh, it was a good story. Good guy to talk to, good guy to interact with, um, had some moments, definitely in a Cubs uniform, but uh, just, at that point, just a, a career third string backup guy that the Cubs just didn't um, didn't want to keep on the active roster on the major league roster um, and couldn't just kind of sneak back into the system. He had some moments yep. where we were all arguing like they need to play Higgins more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Lahair argument. It's when people don't know how old a guy is yeah. or Micah Hoffpower. Now he wasn't. He was never an All Star, but. He had some nice moments this season, you know, when you, when you go back and you look at the back of the baseball card or you look at the stats on anywhere online, you go, well, this is not a long-term play. You know, he's a guy you'd like to have in Iowa. They probably wish he was still down there, but they made a backup plan and it's not going to impact the future, but you know, I hope he gets a shot. I hope some team gives him a shot and he gets back to playing a few games in in the major leagues. He's always, I mean, we say guys are no good sometimes. And it's like, if you make it to the major leagues in baseball, 
you're really, 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 really good at baseball. Like even, even the guys I've made fun of sometimes, like if you make it to the major leagues, you're a great baseball player. You just might not be yeah. a great major league baseball player. So yeah. good luck to PJ Higgins. Uh, we're back tomorrow, huh? One twenty, same time in studio. I say, are we in studio tomorrow? In studio tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, and thanks I get to drive because I have my car. Oh wow! Moving up in the world. Spin zone to my 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 issue that I I have this week. That's the spin zone issue. Of not being able to go to Mexico, you get to drive to work. Yeah, yeah. Cody, awesome. Cody spin zone, and he's in a way better mood than I expected him to be today. So, uh, <laughs> kudos to Cody. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sports book. We'll see you back at one twenty on Tuesday for another edition of the pod. Thanks to everybody who watched on YouTube. Get a good look at those beanies for sale at allchgo.com. Until Tuesday, fly the W.